Some of you mobile guys out there may notice that we've got a new SDK. Let's find out more. Hi, I'm Ian Thane. Welcome to another Code Talk, and I'm really pleased to have Andreas Slosher with me. Andreas, thank you for joining me. Hey, Ian, good morning. Great talking to you about the new SDK today. Excellent. So you do have a blog out there, and uh, we'll make sure that everybody uh, gets the uh, the link to that. We'll have that in the comments. Uh, but uh, let's just talk about uh, the SDK. As I say, you know, we, we, we keep on coming back to you, Andreas, to get these updates. You know, you guys are sort of turning this stuff around and, and making some really great moves forward. Uh, tell me the first thing on your mind about updating with the SDK. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to find out the SDK is a version. So the, we have the version 2.0 SP01 officially <laughs> out now. Um, the, well, we will talk about a couple of the enhancements that we did, I think, in the, in the next couple of minutes. Maybe we started the assistant because that's kind of the natural start. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what you see when you install and download the SDK first anyway. Yeah. In terms of installation, nothing has really changed. We made some changes recently where we put the frameworks in the assistant and stuff. But but that we, we stuck to that. So now the installation is simply a drag and drop of the assistant, override the old one, and then you're good to go. Uh, we did make a couple minor enhancements. So if you want to now install the tools in other places, you can do this. It's not bound to use the local bin. A couple people didn't like that. Um, we've also updated the integration with the translation hub service in the assistant so that we are leveraging latest enhancements on that service too, so that you can now translate across various languages and you can integrate with existing translation hub projects too. Uh, and one of the nicest uh, things I, I think that we've added there is uh, an end-to-end -end story about improving the onboarding experience more. Um, we have a service on, on the mobile services cloud platform site called Discovery Service, where we can use email addresses to initiate the onboarding and load configuration based on that email address into the app. We are now Supporting this in the SDK and the onboarding flow uh, on the server side, you automatically have a trial access to test email domains and the generated app that the assistant produces now also automatically leverages this new feature so that when you start a generated app now for the first time, you'll notice that you'll see on the first screen a box where you can provide an email address. It is pre-filled with your test email address so you don't need to figure that one out and then it will automatically do the onboarding based on email addresses and configuration. So a very convenient way for onboarding uh, for users. So email address is the one thing that you can always remember. Um, so no need to scan QR codes, distribute clunky configuration pieces or anything else anymore. Okay. Uh, what you'll see in the generated app when you start this is um, you'll not see the passcode screen anymore automatically. Um, people didn't like it so much that you always saw it during development and testing and each time you had to define your own passcode. So right now we defaulted this to not use the passcode policy if it's not enabled on the server side. If you still want to enable it, you can go into the onboarding manager class in the assistant and turn it on. Otherwise, you will not see the passcode screen during a development and testing and doing an iteration to, to save you some time there effectively. Um, a new screen that you will see in the onboarding uh, in the onboarding piece is the the Eula screen. We now added a control in Safari and also in the onboarding flow. Most apps require this that users have to accept a user license on top of what the app store provides. So that is that is part of the new onboarding flow and the assistant generated app exposes this as well. So all in all, I think the assistant is continues to be the, the great tool to get to know the assist, the 
SDK, the generated app, and, and explore onboarding other features. And we did make some improvements there on the generated code. Excellent. No, um, I, you actually jumped in and sort of I was I had a couple of questions for you with regard to you know what you know with with developers because you always have to put in that code and and yeah there's definitely some nice stuff in there. I got a little snippet peek uh, of the SDK a few days ago. Uh, so assistant is good. I mean that's great. As you said, that's always the starting point uh, for either uh, you know you as a as as a, uh, a competent developer or somebody getting into the SDK for the first time. So obviously right SDK frameworks what about frameworks andres what work have you done in there oh yeah so on the framework side um we spent some work maybe staying on the onboarding topic for for a bit uh we now invested a bit in the apis and the infrastructure how we manage credentials and store data so that we can also now allow developers to build uh apps that share information on the single device. So if an, an enterprise is rolling out multiple apps to their users that, that run on, on, on my device, I can now have these multiple apps on my device share some data. And that includes also authentication credentials, uh, potentially. So if I'm using, let's say, OAuth uh, to authenticate my users, uh, it would now be sufficient to onboard and authenticate on one app, and the OAuth token could then be shared across apps using Apple's keychain. Yeah, And then I could actually just use the other apps uh, yeah, good things happen. <laughs> I could also use the other apps then and, and not authenticate there again, but just leverage that. And OAuth is an example. It's depending on how you implement it, you can also share certificates or other credentials, uh, whatever you're using. Uh, so that's good stuff. Um, you'll see a couple API enhancements uh, on this. It's part of onboarding. It's also part of the foundation's secure store uh, area as well. Um, so so that will be very helpful. Um, also, what we did to onboarding is we now added translation. Uh, we are now not only shipping English anymore, we're also shipping German, Spanish, Portuguese, and uh, French uh, translations for this as well. So as usual, all these components and the UI controls are uh, translatable by by developers. So you can always overwrite the text that we show, but we are now shipping the default translations there as well, which uh, should be very helpful for the countries where these languages are required. Excellent. So right, that, that's the first bit. So. I, I know I'm sort of a little bit uh, excited because I know what's coming up. What about UI controls? Yeah, let's see. So on the UI side, I think we did fulfill uh, a long-term wish for many. Um, we did invest quite a bit uh, working with other SAP teams who did uh, charts and data visualization already over the past decade or so. And we've now integrated data visualization libraries in the SDK itself and, and wrapped it in, in the SAP Fiori and expose it to Swift APIs so that it's now relatively easy and straightforward following the same design principles to include data visualization and charts in your apps as well. So in my blog, I have a couple of screenshots. Um, there's also a reference to another detailed blog with more code samples uh, on how to do this. Um, so check it out. You can do nice things. You have line charts, bar charts. You can tap on the chart and then get more detailed information on the area that you tapped in. Um, this is a start. This is uh, we've, we've done a few things here that are very nice. We continue to improve this. So going forward, you will definitely see enhancements around more interaction patterns, uh, more better or support enhanced gestures, support different chart types, all the things that you you might imagine. There's more to come. Uh, in addition to the charts, uh, we also invested uh, in the map controls as well. We did ship uh, the set of map controls in the release 2.0 in September. Uh, we've now reworked some of this. We, we streamlined the UI experience a bit, the APIs as well. Uh, I, I posted a screenshot on the blog, so uh, you can also build very nice maps 
2, which uh, using a combination of Apple's Maps features when it comes to, to showing maps and, and aggregating points, clustering points on the map, um, in combination with Fiori for iOS designed uh, controls like the legend and, and other stuff. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Okay. Uh, and okay, we're a developer show, Code Talk. Uh, and again, another nice, nice feature. I'm not going to mention it because I'm going to pass it back over to you. So something uh, nice for developers in uh, Xcode 9.2. That's true. So this is not visible to, to end users of the app, so they will not appreciate this. But developers using Xcode and Interface Builder building the apps will appreciate, I believe, that we are now supporting IB designable in our SDK control. So if you do include the SAP Fiori frameworks and you build your UI with Interface Builder, you will now actually see the previews uh, of our controls in Interface Builder, the rendering. Um, you can also then, in Interface Builder, define placeholder text, and they will show up as they show up in the real app in Interface Builder as well. Um, so this is very nice and convenient, I believe, to see uh, a preview of the app and not just the white blank spaces that you used to see before in Interface Builder. You still need to do manually provide the, the table cell name, the class names that you want to use. Obviously, there's no simplification possible as of today. Uh, but the visualization of IB designable based on the binary switch frameworks that we have, I think, is is a great step forward when it comes to developer friendliness of our tools. I think we just have to. You and I will have to send Uncle Tim uh, an email to see whether he can get the the Xcode team eventually to allow us to appear in their little search area, you know, so you can see the controls. That would be nice. It'd be like the, the final icing on the cake, Andreas. That's right. We still have ambitions, right? Exactly. So it's going to be a great release. It's out now. It's obviously on the, the SAP store. So they'll be, the, the users will be able to see uh, the SDK 2.0 SP01 for Xcode 9.2, correct? That's right. That's right. That's how it's labeled. Um, Xcode 9.1 and 9.2, by the way, are binary compatible with Switch Framework. So if for whatever reason you're still on 9.1, you're good to go there as well. Another yay moment. <laughs> we have 9.3 coming. Things will change. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's great. Um, we, As uh, Andreas said, he has the blog on there. We'll make sure that uh, we, we link to that. We have that in the comments for YouTube. Andreas, thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for going through uh, the features and uh, look forward to hearing from you more in the future. My pleasure, Ian. Talk to you soon. Bye.